Psalm 149, verse 6. It says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. Holy Spirit, grant us revelation to your world in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. Now, this verse of scripture reminds me of Nehemiah when he was building the walls of uh, Jerusalem as they were building it. Sambalat and Tobiah came troubling him and the builders. And they sent them, they asked them to go for meeting. They troubled them and troubled them. And at the point in time, Nehemiah gave an order to the builders because these guys were just laymen, everyday people. They were not professional masons and builders. I hear what I'm saying. In fact, eschatology makes us understand that the world was built in, I think, 52 days. Is that also? Yeah, the world was, the world was built in a hurry. And um, eschatology uh, uh, makes us understand that that world was looking not as perfect as the normal world they used to build there. I you what I'm saying? Because those days, it takes them a long time to build a wall. And when they build their walls, they are sturdy. They are solid because those are actually the walls is their first protection. So they are actually very sturdy and very solid. Now um, 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 the wall of Jericho is said to come to be able to carry four chariots. Is that also four chariots? So it was actually if a dual dual carriage road. Amen. Amen. Because the, the chariots could be like a, 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 a car. Amen. Amen. It was actually a dual carriage road. And that was actually what God sank down. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Uh, because uh, eschatology makes us understand that the world did not fall, he sank. So an agent came and put his leg on the wall and was telling of it. He told the earth opened and the world went in. How can you for that kind of war? If the world failed that it would have destroyed people in the city, they still had to come and fight. So the world sank down. Amen to Jesus. All right now, so they might have got to a point where he told the people, he said, now for us to be able to build this wall effectively, this is what you do. Carry your, your building devices with one hand and put a sword by your side. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So for eventual war comes while we are building. We stop building, we fight. If we need the battle, we go back to build. Now the things that they were building with a double prepared mindset. Now, this is actually the way they built. And with that approach towards beauty, what took longer time to be achieved was achieved in a shorter time. Yes, it was not as perfect as the one that took longer time, but it was not perfection that was the requirement. The requirement was protection. Are you getting what I'm saying? And most of the time, what we look for is perfection. And perfection is not guaranteed on earth. On earth, we grow in perfection, but we never attain perfection on earth. We attain perfection when we go to be with him and be as he is and behold him. Praise God forevermore. But we keep growing in perfection. This is the reason why nobody is meant to claim that his revelation is the only one. We are looking at um, uh, in one explosion on, 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 on Friday. We are so blessed. Having, used, having to use these various 26 translations to 
do some little exigencies on um, John chapter 1 and also using the, uh, the Bible, the, 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 uh, the statements that were made in the introduction in that Bible to make us understand that we are all growing in perfection. And different translators translated based on the material available to them. Some had uh, Lamb used Aramaic, um, some used Greek, and the Greek still has some little challenges. Are you know what I'm saying? So all we are doing is just we are growing in perfection. We are knowing more as kings. Now, the, if the, the need in Israel there was not perfection, it was protection. And one of the problems the church does not understand over the years is that we are growing in perfection, but we require protection more. And that's why we keep fighting ourselves with doctrines, we keep fighting ourselves with ideologies, we keep fighting ourselves with uh, uh, theologies, we keep fighting ourselves with, uh, with, with, uh, with, with, uh, with uh, doctrines, because we don't understand that we will never attain perfection here. We will keep growing in perfection, but more important is protection. The Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That makes us understand that the protection of our faith is more important than in quote our ideological and personal life and personal perfection. The actual point is that our perfection will not come as individual, it will come as a body. Says so the Bible says say Jesus and we say that I may sacrifice by the washing of the water by a wall, by that they present a church without spots or what wrinkle. And that church was not about this is bride. When in the second Ephesians when it was about husband, love your wife as Christ has loved the church. The church the, 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 the church is about this is bride, and it's the whole body, it's not an individual. So our perfection is going to be as a body, not as individuals. So if you're looking at perfection, you are looking at Theologies will be brought down, ideologies will be brought down, doctrines will be brought down, philosophies will be brought down, denominations will be brought down, and Christ be exalted. And our protection is actually in the revelation of Christ. When we live in the revelation of Christ, we are protected, and in that protection lies our perfection. But rather, instead of staying in our protection, we run from perfection on individual notes and we lose protection and we don't at the end attain perfection. The Bible says they're going after their own righteousness have what? Have left the righteousness of God, I'm paraphrasing. Going after your own righteousness is trying to make your ideology strong, make your doctrine strong, make your theology strong, make your philosophy strong. Make your understanding strong at the expense of the person of Christ. Let's pursue your own righteousness also. When we talk about personal righteousness, when we talk about works, that is still works. But when Christ becomes the center, what happens? Our protection is sure, and He now presents us in our perfection. Are we together? And so they understood. That what was important by that time was not perfection. It was not a perfect world they needed. It was a world that we protected that they needed. Resident in their protection, they cannot start building perfection. Possibly, maybe after a while, when the world began to give way, at least we have raised up the world. They can start using water to perfect it. And you don't say. But for now, protection is important. 
actually our faith. Our faith is, is centered on our protection in Christ. We are seated in heavenly places by far above the God of God. While he is Christ and Christ is in God. Our protection in God. And in that protection, that's when we cannot start discovering and pertain perfection by the day, by the day, by the years. That's the reason why if tomorrow somebody comes with a new revelation that makes it look like the old one is not old, it's not in folk again, he's not meant to fight the old. And neither is the old not to stand up and start fighting the new. No. What we are meant to do is to sit down in our protection in Christ. I begin to analyze this seemingly perfection. In order to gain protection, we must understand the principle of beauty and warfare at the same time. Are you going to say? The principle of what? Beauty and warfare at the same time. What are we building? We are building our faith. Bible says it, Jude uh, 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 verse 20, building upon your most holy faith, doing what? In the Holy Ghost, we are building our faith. We are building the of the Master of, 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 of the Father. Apostle Paul said, I am a master builder. A what? Master builder. We must have the understanding that we are building. We thank God for the predecessors. We thank God for uh, 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 those who came before us. If they didn't do a good work, we would have not had anything to work with today. Thank God for the weeklies. Thank God for the ten details. Thank God for the Matilutas. Thank God for the for, for the for the for the transportions. If they didn't do a good work, would have had nothing to build up today. Thank God for the EW Kenyans. Thank God for the Kennedy Eddies. If they didn't do a good work, would have not had the work today. Thank God for the Archbishop Benzini Dahosa. For us is the greatest new 21st century evangelist. Thank God for Bishop Benzinosa. We thank God for the Apostle Paul, for Peter, for Matthew, for Mark. We thank God for Jeremiah, for Isaiah. If they did great good work, we'd have had nothing to use today. But we have a job today not to lay foundation, but to build on the foundation. What a blessing. I read something written by one of the our predecessors of old, one of the fathers. He said, he said, today we are suffering, laying a foundation for the coming generation. Nobody will applaud us. Nobody will celebrate us. We won't get the fine and beautiful things. He said, but the people we are laying this foundation for, in their time, they will be applauded. They will be celebrated. Is that all we are enjoying today? But it's so amazing that we are getting their blood and we are forgetting the people who laid the sacrifice for us. We are forgetting them. So it's not, it's, not, it's not in place for a builder to start fighting with the foundation. Are you get what I'm saying? Christ is our foundation. And these men helped us lay this foundation. If they didn't teach us about Christ, we would go. Then talked about uh, one person said, the being that we have seen, our eyes have looked upon, our hands have hand to the one of life. If John did not tell us, we would have known. If Peter did not tell us, we would have known. So it's erroneous to fight with the foundations. And those who laid the foundation for us, others came and built, and we are now building. 
It is erroneous for us to fight with those who lay foundation. It is erroneous for the foundation to fight with, the, with, 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 with those uh, building on it. Because if the foundations to uh, fight with those building on it, the structure will not be built up. And if those building fight the foundation, what will be done on ground? You will be too good stand. Are we together? So there's an understanding of building in the story of Nehemiah. Building is a first understanding. And for you to build effectively, you must understand warfare. Why? Because the enemy is always against our protection. They were building the wall for protection, and the enemy was against their building for protection. The enemy is always against Christ because he is our protection. Whenever the revelation of Jesus is released, the enemy gets mad. He gets gaga. He gets wild. Why? He knows that he can, he can allow them to preach any other thing. He's fine. But when Jesus is revealed, he's done for. So, for you to effectively build your protection, you must be a master warrior. The building materials must be in your right hand. The sword must be in your left hand. And how do we actually, what, what way do we actually build and war. One important way is what we have seen today. He says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand. The high praise of God is the mortar we use to build. Yes, we teach the word of God. I don't know what I'm saying. But the high praise of God is the mortar, is the uh, 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 what do they call it? Um, thrower. You know, we use it, we call it thrower. We use it to throw it, we use it to throw a plaster and, and, and put the water and build. The high base of God is the thrower. We use to carry the water and put it on the, on, on the block and then we put blocks on. And then you see the, what we use to, to, to plaster, the, the, to throw cement and plaster. The high base of God is the beauty device. That is why if you are saying you are working for the Lord, or sorry, you are working in the Lord, and you are doing the work given to you by the Lord, and you have no high priestess in your mind, in your mind, in no time, the work will frustrate you, you will frustrate it, and both of you will be granted. The high praises of the Lord. And Bishop Rebo, he said, he said, I am not dancing because of what I have now. He said, the same zeal and dance I had in the, when I was driving the books I did too. That's the same zeal and dance now. If you are going to say, then they will play, he will play the drum. If he will play the drum, and he will be sweating. He will be, and they will be dancing. That's why they don't understand how you will be dancing. They are only four, family four. They, they, are, they are dancing and they will sing, 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 they will dance. You don't understand. It is not by efforts you build God's work. It's by his high praises. That's why God praise the Bible. Not by power, not by my, but by my spirit, say the Lord. When his high praises is empty your mind, you will put nothing for the Lord. When, the, when I'm talking about beauty now, I'm not talking about a denomination or a ministry workers. I'm not talking about your life. I'm not talking about your family. Because whether you like or not, you are building something. If you are not building your family, you are building your life. And if you remove the builder's mentality from your life, your life will be a mess. That's the reason why we have a lot of very responsible folks around because they don't understand that your life, my life, your individual life is a building that must be built. And nobody will build it for you. 
Nobody will take responsibility for building your, your future for you, for building your career for you, for building your relationship with God. Nobody will take it for take that. Away. You take it for yourself. And the secret to building a glorious destiny, building a glorious future, building a glorious life, building a robust relationship with God is his high praise. That is the building tool. And you know what? If you don't, if you don't have the high priest of God, if you are not somebody who has the high priest of God, even to get revelation from God, will become secret. You get nothing. You even to hear the spirit of God, you will hear. The Bible says, "A merry heart doeth well like medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bone." The reason why most Christians are frustrated is because they don't have any merriment in their heart at all. Their heart is so, is so, is so broken, is good, is shattered, is powdered. No matter how you do it, your vexation, your frustration cannot change your situation. Your sorrow cannot change your situation. The only thing that has the potential, the ability, the capability, and the power to change your situation is your praises. <laughs> With joy shall we draw waters from the way of salvation. And because of the week, when I remember some things that I have to meet up with, I'll just say, the Lord will provide. And I'll close the matter. And I'll say, oh, he will be that a good one with relations. If he did it, I asked him before he took me there. If he took me there, then he has his plan to finish it there. Yes. And then I say, oh, yes. And I understand that favor is better than labor. And I also understand that there are things that money can Money uh, 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 cannot buy that favor can procure. And there are things that money cannot get that wisdom can get. So Lord, add wisdom and favor to my money. I am a, I'm a mortal millionaire. Why some of us are still praying for money? I'm asking God, more, add more wisdom and more favor to the little one I have. And that's, that's not enough. Once wisdom and favor, the secret of more than enough is the addition of wisdom and favor to the supply. And if that's the secret of more than enough. More than enough is not that I have surplus of the money. No, it means that wisdom and favor have been added to what I have. Wisdom plus favor plus provision equals more than enough. So I have to pray, pray. Pray for the Lord to bless you, to bless you to be a drop more than enough. Drop more than enough. Oh, what enough for yourself and enough to give up. And when they start praying that prayer, most of them you see they pray those prayers with a carnal, immature mentality. Another thing of his God, this is my salary. How can I be living from hand to mouth? I can, before the end of the month, my salary has finished. Lord, I need salary increase. Remember the Bible says when a man's finances increase. Those that eat them and those that consume it also increase. The Bible has told us that. So we are asking God for increase in finances and the troubles that we need in finances will also increase. It's an economic term that says man's need are insatiable and the resources to meet them are limited. So what is your problem? Why should you concentrate on resources when you can concentrate on supernatural resources? Yes. You think that your problem is money, you have a big problem there. You think that your, your income is not enough if you are, you, are, you are in a dilemma. That which will make the little you have more than enough is the blessing of God. Yes. And it manifests in wisdom and favor. Yes. Jesus took five loaves and two fishes. 
and it was more than enough to feed 5,000 because there were 12 baskets remaining. Why? Favor and wisdom. He says that he gave thanks. By giving thanks, he did what? He engaged the force of favor. He opened the heavens of favor and he broke it. He applied wisdom. Bring it all like that, it will not be enough. Breaking it is a system. And then he told them, tell them to sit in 50. Break down the problem into little bits. As it's a big hole of 5,000, it will look like a mega problem that cannot be solved. But you break it into 50s, you now start seeing your problem in smaller bits, and then you can solve them in smaller bits. And before you know, you have solved the whole problem. And Pastor Yeah, the way he said when he was doing his doctorate, his final stresses have been what? Whatever. He said he had 200 simultaneous equations to solve. Hey! And Matthew is noisy. If you solve mathematics in this time, <laughs> you get PhD. Your brain <laughs> will be on fire. And he said, he looked at one, where will I start from? Where will I end? I said, the Lord told him, solve this problem the way I solve the problem of the Red Sea. Ah. And he said, well, what, kind of, what kind of answer are you giving me? This is mathematics, you are giving me Bible. He said, okay, stay there. That is the way to solve this so hard. He said, the way I parted the Red Sea, pass the simultaneous equation into two. Ah, it came clear. And he divided the 200 into 200, 100. And he was solving them simultaneously before he could 200 simultaneously. That's the same principle. The principle of wisdom. He broke the loaf. He told the first of them, stare them to sit in fifties. Let me make this problem smaller. You are sick right now. Let me make it simple for you. When he sent 12 of them to be sharing to 50 people, the problem looks smaller. You are concentrating on 50 before you have finished sharing to 50. You enter the next 50 before you have finished. You, by the time you have shared to 550, you don't know you have shared to what? 1,500. I mean 2,500. You don't know you have already shared to what? Half of it. Are you getting it? Aha. But that was how simple you made it. And then at the end of the way they finish it. You made me just fair fight to me. You made in other hours, one of Peter, you made me just fair fight to me. He said, I mean, I have to have a basket. He said, you have a basket. Jesus had me. He now said, wow, this But the one we are worrying about is just the operation of the wisdom of God. The operation. The wisdom of God always wows them. It always wows them. It, it blows their mind. It sweeps them up their feet. And so that's why I ask the Lord more. More wisdom, more faithful. The income, whether increase or no increase, no concern. I don't think more wisdom, more favor. Wisdom and favor will make the little income more than enough. Wisdom and favor has kept us in this mission street. They cannot understand how. This wisdom is far beyond their thinking. I get what I'm saying. But this is activated by the heart of praise. It, it, it doesn't let the praise of God be in your mouth. You see, the Bible says in Psalm 50, it says, Give unto the Lord glory that is due to his name. That means there is glory and there is glory that is due to him. Yes. You can give God glory, God, I give you glory. I give you glory and honor. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. God will say, Thank you. But it is glory I give you. It's not the one that is due to him. It's a glory that is remaining for what they for, from the, from the, the, the remnant glory, after you have shared the glory, you have shared some to your father, 
share some to your mother, you have shared some to your wife, to your husband, to your children, then he read that glory. So you have give you glory to God, say, give the glory to God. Then come upon me. So there is glory and there is glory to your to him. That's why glory, the word glory is the Hebrew word kappa, which means weights. So there are weights. When God wants his glory, he's asking for the heaviest weights of glory in you. I get what I'm saying. Now he doesn't say, he doesn't say, let the praises of God be in your mouth. He said, let the what? Let the high praises, let the high praises of God be in your mouth. The word high here is from the Hebrew word Romer, Romerna, Romerna, Romerna. And Romerna means uplifting. Uplifting. You know, when somebody wins and you lift the person up. Then the song says, We lift you high up in our praise. Then let me think praising God and lifting high up in our praise. Jesus, you don't know. That's high praises. We lift him high up in our praise. When our praise is just a show of the body, we dance, we sing. And when we finish dancing and singing, as we are leaving the church and dancing and singing, we are cheating in the marketplace. No, we are not lifting high up in our praise. When we, when we cry, we feel emotions, we roll, we dance. And as we are finishing that, we are lying immediately that oh, we are not lifting high up in our praise. The high praise of God is beyond an emotion, it is beyond an act, it is beyond an activity. It is the life of the saint that exalts God and puts God in the center of his life. Yes. So praise may be to you an action. It may be to you an activity. But God says, I don't just want a praise. If you must see this, I need high praise. So what? Lift me high up. I want to be the one that is seen. When I'm seen in your life, then you are what? Giving me high praises. So I'm saying, let's give God high praises. We see people dance, they sweat, and they get and my breath is bigger than that. You see, if you come to understand worship and praise from the true perspective, you will see that somebody that may not be dancing may not be praising God more than you. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody may not be jumping, may be praising God more than you. Because it is what uplifting God in your praise. You may be dancing, but you're not uplifting him. And you cannot say. If your lifestyle is still contrary to your dancing, then you are not uplifting him. But you only uplift God when your lifestyle is aligning to God's will and your dancing is following suit. So over the years, we have said high praises in church and we have danced, we have sweated, we have sung, but we have just remained at the level of praise. But you know the beautiful thing about it? God inhabits the praise of his people. He dwells in their praises. That's the reason why when you praise him, you will see show, you will see show. You will see show you because he inhabits the praises of his people. But when you keep him high praises, <laughs> it moves from him inhabiting to him becoming exalted. I can stay here as I'm here. Inside here, nobody will see me. If I'm here, I'm not preaching, I'm just inside, nobody will see me. I hear what I'm saying. But if I climb on the rooftop, the government will start calling me my attention. Is that also? Everybody will it. Now, giving God praise is like staying inside here and doing what you are doing. Nobody will see you. 
But giving God high praise is like climbing on this rooftop. Everybody begins to call it. Hey, something is happening there. You know, something is happening there. Well, hey, 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 what is happening? You know, like when we see it in some of the movies, when somebody stands on the rooftop, not even the movies realize that they say they want to commit suicide. They start complaining, they want to commit suicide, they want to commit suicide, they start begging them, they start begging them. Uh -huh. That's just an example. It calls the attention of people. When the high praise of God gets into action, it calls the attention of men. Yes. Ah, people see God. You don't need to tell them I have God. They see him. Because why? He's now the one who uplifted. He calls the attention of men. He calls the attention of men. And they say, this can only be God. This can only be God. And he says what? Another word for high priest is what? Arising. 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 So when it is a praise that makes God continuously rise. Rise. You see, when you see his rising, eh? When the yeast is so much, not that even the covering you put cannot stop it. Is that also? The dough will keep rising. Keep rising. You see, when we talk about high praise, we mean that God is continuously rising on the inside of us and rising to the outside of us. Let me look at the Matthew 5 verse 16. Let your light so shine before men. And then they see your good work and glorify Father which is in heaven. So the God, the God in you is so prevalent, is so dominant, is so is 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 is, is, is so conspicuous. It's so glaring, it's so revealed that people are attracted to the rising of God in you. <laughs> so now, in that situation, you will dance, yes. But your praise is bigger than your dance. <laughs> you will sing, yes. But your praise is what? Bigger than your singing. You may laugh, but your praise is bigger than your laughter. You may ever cry, but your praise is bigger than your tears. Why? Because you have begun to what? Allow God. You have begun to make him rise above you, above your, your life, above your circumstances, above your situations. He's just rising. He just see there's no limit to it. When we talk about high praise, you have seen God rise without limits. Rise with no ending. Just keep rising. Keep rising. And this is not an activity where we limit praise to just a singing or a dancing. Then that means we limit the rise of God to where we are singing and where we are dancing. So when we are not singing and when we are not dancing, God is not rising. Hey, there's a problem there. <laughs> and that's why we talk, we sing, we talk, we dance, we sing, we dance, we sing. And as we finish singing and dancing, God stops rising. He starts stop rising. And then what happens? Self starts rising. That's why as we finish singing and dancing, God stop rising, self starts rising, we come out of church and we start killing ourselves. We start cheating ourselves. We start lying to ourselves. Because we don't have the right understanding. Praise is more than an activity. It is the continuous rising of God on the inside. Hallelujah. To the outside. Praise is more than an action. It is the continuous uplifting of God from the inside to the outside. So praise is not a singing, neither is it a dancing. It is the lifestyle of exalting God continuously. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, when the Lord gives me a word like this, He gives me a scripture, I just depend on Him without preparing, and I trust Him. 
to teach. Some people say some people they just open their mouth as I'm preaching without preparation and they preach something. But I, I thank God that every time I open my mouth, even without preparation, preparing a note, the Holy Spirit always speaks. I thank Him for that and I appreciate it. Praise is bigger than the activities we have limited you to. That's why we are not getting the true essence of praise. That's why you see how depressed Christians, you see how morose Christians. Because we only take it to be a singing or a dancing. That's visible by the children of Israel. As they parted in their sea. Mary and Tanita going, Let us sing unto the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. The horses and his riders have been thrown into the sea. The next thing was covering. Uh-uh. We need bread. <laughs> what? Because it was limited to an act of God and an act of man. So, when action is over, depression takes in. That's what happens. Oh, the Lord has done great things for us. We rejoice. After that great thing has finished, depression comes in next. Why? Because we have limited place to an action of God and an action of man. God does something good and we have a, a, a response act of dancing and singing. And after that, at that experience, that is what experience, is over. Praise is over. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise is over. Because why? The act of God has finished. The act of man has ended. Is that not so? And praise is over. And we enter back into what? Depression mode. The same people come in Tamburi. And the same people that are selling shouting. Have you brought us here to kill us with hunger? We have to go bow. Give us food to eat. And that we go. The same people that were carrying tambourine to sing were the ones that say, ah, why, why, is there, why is water bitter now? Why would you kill up your test? You see, it is because they limited praise to the act of God. But praise is not based on the act of God, it's based on the heart of God. Yes. When you know the heart of God, praise becomes your life. Let me know what it's your lifestyle. Because it is bigger than the life, it is life. So you keep on beating God. Even without the song, you praise. Praise is bigger than the song, it's bigger than the dance. Praise is the life of the saints. You just need praise. That's why praise is a manifestation of God on the increase. It shows in your character, it shows in your virtues. It shows in your disposition. It's both shows in your actions and reactions. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it's a continual uplifting of what? God. That's high praise. I'm not talking about praise, I'm talking about high praise. And the job is to move from praise to high praise. God has been inhabiting us and we are refused to uplift him. Are you getting what I'm saying? He has been praying our praise. And, it did, and, and, and that, that's so beautiful enough. But we need to move from him dwelling our praise to us what uplifting him and causing him to rise continuously. And this is how we build our life in Christ. By the continuous uplifting of Yahweh. By the continuous arising of Yahweh. By the continuous exaltation of Yahweh. That's how we build. And they say something. Says the high praise of the Lord in their mouth and in two years sword in their hand. What's the two years sword in their hand? Is a word. Um, the, the, uh, the, 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 
to my body. The full armor of God. The sword is, is the word, is the word of God. So as for us, for us to live in this in this precept to be fullest, our life must always uplift God. It must always cause him to continuously arise from the inside to the outside that people see. It must always exalt God. And then we must always be with the world. The two S one is the world. The world. So you build by praise. You protect yourself by the world. And every of these happens for the purpose of what? And protection in Christ. So we must understand this too. As a Christians who actually live a life of praise, watch them, the two sword is always in their hand. You can't live a life of praise devoid of the two sword because the two sword actually gives you the high praise. Are you know what I'm saying? Christians who have a high praise kind of life, watch them, the two sword is always in their hand because the two sword that actually gives you the high praise. Mm. The two sword. That's what gives you the high praise. Is it so? You can't have a high praise without the first song. You can't have it. You can't have it. Look at Christians who are devoid of the first song and they want to have even you can't even have praise on our own. Let's know the high praise. It's a two song that gives you the high praise. And this day, we are going to keep going with high praise. Not today, but every day. We must keep in high praise. Thus, he must continuously arise in us. He must be lifted in us. He must be exalted in us so that the world will see. And this continuously happens as we keep soaking ourselves in the world. Keep holding them to their soul. When the devil wants to break deception, this depression by the world, you keep it. When the devil wants to break what does he get? Confusion by the world. If these are the enemies of what? High praise. But the devil wants to bring what does he get? Self pity. Don't want, don't want. The way you raise the sword very high. In fact, you jump up. You jump up. Oh, no, see. Depression, you can just pierce it to you and it dies. But when it comes to self pity, self pity is the roots of depression. You jump up. Jump up. Raise the sword very high. And you. Cut it into two. Make sure that there's no for survival. And the devil wants to bring condemnation. By the sword, you decapitate it. Remove his head. It is by the sword. We destroy all the enemies that are against our beauty or high praise. That's why Christians said we must have the sword. We must have the Sometimes when the team wants to come, I remember when David said, Why is that cast out of my soul? You have to talk to yourself. Why that cancer on my soul? Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice, rejoice. And then what happens? As you release that kind of word, hey, depression decapitated. Yes. Self pity, cut asunder. The word, the treasure, is the instrument that makes for high praises to become a man. To rise up and have this one. You know the sound of my voice, you don't make Jesus another personal savior. That's the best decision you can ever make in your life. You are missing something glorious. 
So you want to make that decision, please say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, today with my heart I believe, and with my mouth I confess, that you died and resurrected for me. You shed your blood on Calvary's Street to save me. And today, I surrender my life to you and make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone who has made this prayer. I thank you for receiving them, baby Lord. Thank you for granting them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Before we pray, I want to pray for everyone sick in their body. They are sick in any part of their body. You are trusting God for healing. Um, the Bible says, Two shall be established, and shall be established. You have been praying alone and you are not yet singing. Let's join our face together. We are uniting our face together. We are going to see the power of God break through and break healings into bodies. Amen. In the name of God, put your left hand on that part of the body where you are aiming, or where you are sick, where you are feeling the pain. And then lift up your right hand and let's cause the sickness together. In the name of Jesus, we cause sickness and diseases. Amen. We cause infirmities. Amen. We cause every form of disorder. Amen. We cause every form of retrogression. And we reorder every disorder. Amen. We progress every retrogression. Amen. We decree every form of swelling dematerialize. Every form of deformity be reformed now. Amen. We decree and declare every tumor. Cancers, we cost you and send you out of the of people. In the name of Jesus, Amen. we command blind eyes open, deaf ears open, dog dogs losing. We cast out the spirit of infirmity. Yes, Lord. I will decree absolute and total vibration. In the name of Jesus, Amen. every bond, every
Those believing God for one breakthrough on order. I decree the breakthrough manifest now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those believing God for miracle jobs, receive them. Amen. Miracle businesses, receive them. Amen. Miracle opportunities, receive them. Amen. I decree supernatural manifestations. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to be praying one prayer. Lord, I receive a maximized grace. Lord, I receive a maximized grace. To continuously have your high praise. Continuously have your high in my house, in my mouth, and as my life, and as my life, and to continuously have your word, and to continuously have your word in my hand, in my hand, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's be about to pray. Let's be about to pray. Let's Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimri and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimrioahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through chimdiwahunaministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.